Did you watch the whole film? Yeah, most of it. Did you drop lid in this one? A little, a little. I think that when I signed up to come to the podcast, we had just one requirement is that was to do our assignment and watch the whole movie. Debbie, I didn't like that very much. All right, here we go. And in three, two, one. Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast Classic. We're doing a bunch of Indian films and we're about to do another one. I'm Ralph Quattrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Deborah Murphy. I'm John Quattrucci. I'm Chris Coker. And I'm Drew Gould. Now that we have an audience in India, I want everybody oh. to know who all of us are. Well, now <laughs> we know. Uh, before we get started, I would like to mention the passing of Loretta Lynn. Passed yeah. away today. She was a coal miner's daughter. She was a coal miner's daughter. Passed away at 90 years old. So wow. rest in power, Miss Lynn. Uh, I used to do a lot of time life infomercials and songs and country stuff. And her stuff with Conway Twitty was just priceless. Priceless. So she's a good one. Was a good one. Now she's gone. Well, I'll right, see everybody. your Loretta Lynn and raise you a Sasheen Littlefeather who also died this week. Yes, yes. correct. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Good call. Yeah, in fact, she was scheduled to accept that um, memorial tribute for Loretta Lynn, but unfortunately she <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone knows who she is. She accepted the Oscar for Marlon Brando for The Godfather. That's who yeah, she is. Yeah, there was some John Wayne controversy, too. John Wayne wasn't happy about that, and I guess he really uh, not attacked her. Supposedly... Supposedly, behind the scenes, he was spitting nails, as they yeah, say. Yeah, he was livid. Well, there were a lot really of people angry. that weren't happy with it. Well, you have to remember that John Wayne was uh, an awful, angry drunk. And so for an actual Native American to come out on stage and do something that he thought was disrespectful, which is certainly his opinion, he apparently reacted in a predictably violent way. And as Chris said, people apparently were actually holding him back. Uh, behind the uh, the curtains, so I'm glad Should, it didn't end that way. Thank Should, God, because the one place that's sacred is the Oscars, exactly. and I would never want to see anyone hit violence at the Oscars. Violence, it's, it's crazy. Right. Should we do a retroactive cue it up on John Wayne? Little death, little death thing for John yeah. Wayne. Well, let's find. No, out. you really want to piss him dead. off, dude, about Sashi Littlefeather, and then make oh, him like a side note on that. All right, everybody, what'd you watch, Sean and Debbie? What'd you watch this week? Well, we watched two things, and I'd like to talk a little bit about both of them, Debbie and I. First, we are so into Indian films that a Deb, one Debbie person, Debbie picked up on Lyft, and Indian said, you should see, forget RRR, you should see PS1, which just hit the theaters last weekend. So we went to our local theater that was actually playing it on one screen at the multiplex. And... um it was like this movie and like R&R, except it was more realistic in the sense that the location seemed all to be real. It seemed to be a lot less like location CGI and all. But same thing, larger-than-life characters, complicated plot with twists and turns. And like this film, part one, it was two and a half hours long. I was going to ask how they long. Had, yeah, and they had an intermission. And Debbie was standing up when the intermission sign came up 
But then it literally, the linear mission thing was only up there for like two seconds. Two seconds, yeah. so we had to sit back down. <laughs> they weren't actually going to stop to film for the intermission. They call those intervals in India, by yeah. the way, just to let you know. A little That's India true. trivia. I'm probably wrong so about that, like I was about the dancing, but I'll throw it out there anyway. <laughs> so it's you- not bothering you. Well, I'd like to speak to the filmmakers if they can call me. Of PS1? Of, of PS1? Yes, because they okay. could fix it. It's, it's broken in a way, but it could be, it's, a, it's a great movie, but they've got to fix it. And the problem is they have to dub it. They need to spend some more money because it would, it would sell here in the States. Well, in the world probably, but it happens. The language is so fast. The action is so fast. You can't read it. There's no way. Uh, oh, not, you I can't read the subtitles? Yeah, you can't read them and then put the characters behind who's talking. So what they need to do is dub it. They have to spend some money, more money on it. I believe it was dubbed. I think it was like one of these films dubbed in the Hindi. I don't know if it was a native Hindi movie. But But there's so many dialects there, you know. I I don't, no comprende, you know. I don't understand how. Wow. And I don't know if anybody else. Let's jump. And I know it's a good movie. I could tell that all the elements are there for a great movie, and from what I can understand of it, it's a very interesting plots and comical parts. Mm. I know mm. it was funny, but it just went so fast, you, you lost it. Okay. And we also saw, uh, what is it, Blonde? Oh, oh, the Mar- Marilyn Netflix. Monroe? Netflix. Awful. Yeah. I thought awful. it was. I thought it was. It was such an insult to Marilyn Monroe, really. That's yeah. the word. The word is that they're 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 abusing her again with this film. Yes. Yeah. And making her like an idiot. Yeah, she was a smart was very woman. smart woman. And the thing is, sure, she had a lot of problems. Psychological. But I don't think like women. literally every man that ever came into contact with her abused her. I mean, maybe, but it seems unlikely. I mean, I think she was a woman who loved a man, and uh, she was a woman that a lot of men wanted. And then that was a beautiful thing to have, you know, that she was born in. But they made it seem like she was like some some kind of idiot. Also, they give her no agency. Things are always happening to her. Like she has no control over yeah. anything she does. She's like a victim from start to finish. And if it, they, what the film is really indicting is the male gaze, as it were, which is the common parlance. So what do they do? They exploit her with all the nudity and all in this. Right. It's sort of like they're saying, look how people exploited and used Marilyn Monroe, just like we're doing. Right. Well, that, is the, that is what they're talking about with this film is they're, like I said, they're abusing her again. It's like you're, you're, yeah. you're commenting that she was abused by showing her being abused and titillating you with, you know, nude scenes. And I think they're recreating some of the scenes that she did, you yeah. know, the skirt coming up and all that yeah. with this beautiful actress that they hired. I mean, you know, but how she did a good actress? job. I heard. Yeah. She you, did yeah. How job. was she? She portrayed Marilyn like as she was an idiot. Well, that's like, not her fault. I'm sure she probably did a great. I like think a, she did a great job at what she was intending to do. The problem is more the writing and directing. Mm-hmm. She was fine. Who was it that played Arthur Miller? He was fine. John and yeah. you know the guy who played Lou DiMaggio. You know Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. Sorry. I mean, he could really he he could punch her pretty well. You know, and slap her. So I guess he was good. 
you know, but it was like, oh, God. I mean, it was a film that was literally, oh, and Ken, this is the worst betrayal ever of Kennedy. You know, so. Oh, uh, my God, it was it was terrible. And Jackie Kennedy was in it, too. I don't know if that was her crime. That's a big, that's one of the big scenes that's talked about is the Kennedy sexually abusing her, right? I mean. Well, she's, it's just like, he has like, she's like a piece of meat just servicing him. And then when she starts to talk, he he literally punches her, (laughs) hits her on the side of the head. I'm like, what the F? You know, this film was just making me angry the longer I watched it. Do you think the film would have been better if it had had a longer title? Because the director did one of my favorite movies, which is The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, which just saying it, I get excited. And this is just blonde. Do you yeah, think that would have made a difference? The Assassination no, of Marilyn Monroe by the Kennedy brothers back in the 60s. Would there be you go. I'm already part. more intrigued. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, I'll be curious. I'm sure you guys, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sure all of you will eventually click on it. Eventually. I was, I, I, I was going to talk about that one, too. So, yeah. Okay, go so, ahead. What do you have to say? Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I would have say, um, I'm, I think I may be a little bit more forgiving. Um, uh, I thought Anna de Armas was terrific as Monroe. Um, I agree with Sean in the sense that what they, the elements, the, the parts of her life that they were showing seemed to be these parts where she had like no control over and it was just happened. Things were happening to her. Um, I think they could have called this blonde or let's watch Marilyn suffer because it's essentially one um, sequence of her life after another that was, was pretty, pretty rough to watch. And, and I'm no expert on Marilyn Monroe and I've seen a few of her older films. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of it seems to be at least tonally true that she was a, an extremely unhappy person um, at different points in her life and with little, you know, pockets of happiness, none of which they really showed here. Yeah, uh, never showed her happy. And they almost the only time they showed her happy at all seemed to be at a point, and I was unaware of this. Um, but apparently, at one point, she, Charlie Chaplin Jr., and Edward G. Robinson Jr. were very close as friends and, and more than friends uh, as a together as a thruple, for lack of a better term. I don't um, think that was true, though. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like I'm not an expert, and I know this is from a novel. Right. So it's a novel kind of about her life. So it's almost like historical fiction. So you're not even sure. Like, like I said, I'm not enough of an expert on her life to know um, all of that. I do know that she apparently did, you know, sleep with both Kennedy brothers. I mean, I think that's a pretty well established fact at this point. Uh, But like I said, it's, you know, it really just felt like a little bit of just like it was there was a lot of abuse heaped on her. And I'm not saying that's not what happened to her in real life. I mean, in in some ways, that's probably accurate. Um, But it was it was a rough watch, even though at the same time, and some elements of it were very beautiful. And I thought her performance was was pretty good. I liked, um, like you said, Bobby Carnavale as uh, I think that's how you say his name as uh, um, Maggio. It's DiMaggio and then uh, Bill DiMaggio. And Arthur Miller. It was, it was yeah. good. It was, well, you know. Who was Arthur Miller? Totoro? Uh, Adrian Brody. Oh, Adrian Brody. Oh, right, right. Yeah, it's good. He is the only nice, I think, they, because it's based on the Carol, you know, Joyce Carol Oates book. Mm-hmm. And um, since she was a writer and Miller was a writer, I think she lets, lets him off the hook kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Not that he was a bad guy, but compared to every other man in the place that kind of uses him hurts her he's like more befuddled than 
dangerous. And Debbie, if you want to see a smart Marilyn Monroe, you see the movie Insignificance. And I forget who directed that, but in that movie, Marilyn Monroe is a smart person. Well, I'm she, she, Marilyn Monroe was very smart. She, yeah. she guided her career. She was shrewd. Yeah. She had her own production company. She had choices of directors. And so, so she wasn't, she was extremely insecure. That's what she was, really insecure. And a lot of directors, uh, and like some like it hot, um, Billy Wilder talks about her that she was a pain in the ass to work with. But, and, and Lawrence Olivier said the same thing about Princess and the Showgirl. Yeah. Incredibly difficult to work with. But when she was on the screen, she absolutely lit it up. Yeah, so she, you know, and and so she was a smart person, and I, you know, I'm sorry that they're they're doing this to her, but uh, she was pretty shrewd. I mean, she had a tough life. She was into yeah. drugs. Um, well, she and, had a tough childhood too. That's what they get yeah, into in the film, right? Her, but she was very shrewd with her career, and and a lot of it was of her own making. So uh, you know, it's it's too bad that they didn't show some of that. Sean, your camera's getting uh, focus. What are you using, Vaseline on the lens? Is that what you're doing? Just to get no, that Barbra Streisand look? Focus. All right, John, what'd you watch? Well, I want to do one thing. I'm sure you guys already did this at last week's show, but I want to uh, just uh, talk about the response we got to RRR, if I can just take a second. Um, we really – look, uh, Drew picked that just out of a movie we've never seen, and the response to it from uh, the people in India especially – has just been incredible, uh, the amount of hits that we've had, but more importantly for us, the, the amount of thoughtful comments that, uh, you guys have put and, and, you know, so, so, some of the stuff you're happy with, some of the stuff you don't, you don't like our interpretation of it, but that's what this whole thing was supposed to be about. And, and, uh, I want you to know, and, and a lot of you have subscribed to our channel now. So I want you to know how much you appreciate that. In fact, that's the predicate of why we're doing another Indian film on, on this. And it could end up that this show becomes an all Indian movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I want you to know how much we appreciate that. So thank well, you. Well, and thank be you clear so that we are, I mean, the ignorance of culture, not all yeah, of yeah. us, but most of us. And mm -hmm. seeing these films for the first time is, is absolutely know, it's an amazing experience. And that was the first well, it's not always, uh, you know, we're not always right about what we're saying because we have no clue. Right. I have no clue the history of why these films are the way they are. And what's well, that was the first movie I've ever seen like that. Right. So, so. Uh, I, I'm interested in seeing more of them, which we're going to do. But I just wanted to say that. Now, so Ralph and I on Cue It Up tried something a little different last week, and uh, it, it seemed to work pretty well. So what we did, we went to Dollar Tree stores, and we bought DVDs for $1.50, I think it was. And we took four of them. And we talked about them. And the review on that show is going to be, is it worth $1.25? But I want to talk about the film that I watched, which is called Sushi Girl. It's uh, mm -hmm. 2012. And the only reason why I, I picked it was because on the jacket, I saw Mark Hamill, Tony Todd, a bunch of people that I like. Noah Hathaway, who was in Battlestar Galactica, the original. Uh, so Foxy. I watched... I boxy. I watched this movie, and I got to tell you something. Um, it had a little bit of a Reservoir Dog flavor to it. I, I had no idea where it was going. And the young lady, her name's Courtney Palm, who plays Sushi Girl. And just to tee it up, she is literally naked on a table for almost the entire movie while they eat sushi off her, and doesn't say anything till the very end of the movie. But the <laughs> cast in this, the cast in this was crazy, and. Um, there was one scene. It's a, it's a, um, there's a robbery and it's the aftermath of the robbery. That's basically, I don't want to spoil it. Not that most people probably haven't seen it. 
but there was a scene where the robbery happens where Jeff Fahey <laughs> is in it, who I love. Michael Bean is in it. And um, uh, the guy, oh, uh, Trejo. Um, Danny Trejo. Is, Danny Trejo is in it. And they're all in it for about three and a half minutes of this entire film. And I was like, what the hell happened? Are they hurting for work that bad? And then I found out Michael Bean is a real friend to the producer, and he went in and did uh, just a favor to him and did it for a couple of hours. But I got to tell you, uh, if this is going to be what we're going to get out of this show, and I'm going to put a link in the bottom so you can catch out this this episode. It's only like 17 minutes. It was a really good movie. I liked it. And the ending, I, I kind of had an inkling of what the ending was going to be, kind of. Uh, but but uh, it surprised me how much I like this. It's violent. My, uh, Mark Hamill, it, they're all uh, over the top. Uh, to, uh, 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 Todd is great. Uh, but I I, I got to tell you, I really, really liked it. And I'm definitely going to say, I'm giving you a little spoiler. Uh, I'm definitely going to say it's worth about 25. Mm, uh, it okay. wasn't in Blu-ray, but it still looked pretty good. Um, Was it so on LaserDisc? It wasn't on Laser. I don't know I if wish, it's on LaserDisc. I wish. Um, uh, I really gold. liked it. There's gold and then there are hills uh, of Dollar Tree. I'm telling you. I got three more. I got three more I got to watch. Battalion. Yeah. <laughs> About $100. I'm doing anyway, Astronauts like starring uh, Richard Dreyfus as an yes. 80-year-old astronaut. So yeah. I'll be watching that so, interview. Uh, Drew, what, what you watching. got? What do you watch, Drew? Well, I've been watching a bunch of stuff and, you know, it is the season. So I've started to get into some horror stuff. And as I see what uh, I've watched and what's worth talking about, I'll, maybe I'll mention some of that as it gets later in the month. Obviously, I'm looking forward to, uh, Halloween ends, mm. which is the end of the new Halloween trilogy, which began with Halloween, which was fantastic. Halloween kills, which was just. Uh, I mean, it's got to be even worse than your experience with Blonde. So I have no expectations for Halloween ends. I'm sure right. it'll be fine. Right. But I watched two movies that uh, I've wanted to watch for quite some time. One of them is Mr. Turner, which is a Mike Lee movie about um, uh, the landscape tur- uh, the landscape painter Turner in the 19th century in England. And it's Mike Lee who did Secrets and Lies and Naked and Happy Go Lucky and Topsy Turvy. And that's a certain kind of movie. So it may or may not be to your taste. It was very Mike Lee and that it was sort of stately paced. And the movies come together over like a, a year of collaboration on the script with the cast and everything. I felt like I didn't really know that much about JMW Turner before I saw the movie. I knew his paintings and I knew some of the famous sort of moments. And I didn't really know very much much about him after the movie is a look at 25 years of his life, except he's, you know, one of his greatest contributions to art in general is this, just the way that he painted light and the beauty of his landscapes and Mike Lee and the cinematographer, who's a very famous cinematographer, whose name I'm uh, forgetting. Um, they captured that in the look of the film. I mean, the film is just absolutely gorgeous and it was really, it's, it's right up Ralph's alley because they did a lot of things like taking, uh, lenses from movie cam- film, movie film cameras from the fifties and the sixties and putting them on modern digital, uh, cameras and basically creating images with a combination of things that have not been done before. And it's Sounds just good. gorgeous. And if you know the paintings, then you'll, you'll look at it. You also may say, Oh, I didn't know I knew that painting. I didn't know that was Turner, but you'll recognize the imagery kind of like how, um, girl with a pearl earring, uh, recreated some of that imagery. I mean, it's just really, it's just really lush and beautiful, but it's very slow. And speaking of movies that were lush and beautiful and very slow, uh, unfortunately, I also saw 3,000 Years of Longing by oh, uh, George no. Miller. Oh, uh, no. It's not terrible, 
but it's an adaptation of an A.S. Byatt novella, and it does one of those things that I really, really don't like when you make a book or story into a movie, which is I felt like they were reading it to me. And that's really unfortunate because the movie is about storytelling. It has a couple of great performances. And like the movie that we watched uh, to discuss today, it's really lush, gorgeous world-building imagery, all this kind of stuff. But I felt like it just never really connected with me. And, you know, George Miller's done a few other movies that I'm pretty fond of, and not all of them are um, are going to connect with me. But I guess we also have Furiosa to look forward to next year, so it'll be okay. Yeah, he'll get you back. He'll get you back. I know he will. Uh, all right. So as John said, we do this show, uh, this little review show, Dollar Tree. I, I'm constantly going into places, uh, thrift stores, and looking for DVDs. And the other day I found a triple-pack Blu-ray sealed of Goonies – Gremlins one, Gremlins two. That was for a dollar, dollar twelve. Amazing. But the same day, I found Roger Corman presents 1978's Piranha, directed by Joe Dante, and I bought that, and I just watched it this week, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, Starring the famous Bradford, Bradford, Bradford Dillman. Remember Brad Dillman? Yeah, Bradford Dillman. Yeah, seventies guy. He was in one of the Planet of the Apes movies. Yep, Kevin McCarthy. Um, Keenan Wynn, Dick Miller, all these guys. This is the Roger Cameron's group. Wasn't Cameron like a production designer in that? James Cameron? I think he might have got a job. But I think Piranha 2 might have the one you're thinking of. This is the original. Uh, Anyway, it's guerrilla filmmaking at its best. They had no budget. The Piranha looks stupid the way they, you know, the Wait, with all those big stars you talked about, they had no budget? They had no budget. Brad Dillman was surprised that, that they hired such a good actor. It was written by John Sales, and John, yeah, John Sales has a little cameo in the film wow. as a as a guard, an army guard or something. Uh, and there's an ex Playboy playmate who who played the other the other Bradford Dillman's. I think ultimately ended yeah. up being his girlfriend. She wouldn't get naked for the film, so they're at a hotel. And they found some waitress and they convinced her to be in a movie. And all she had to do was rip her shirt off to show boobs. And she, and she did the film. And they just, you know, the story is because it comes obviously with a director's track. And Dante talks about just the guerrilla filmmaking they were doing and how they pulled it off. And it's, it's a blast. And, you know, they've remade it a bunch of times. Prana 3D in 2010, Prana 2, all this stuff. And it was, it was, it was, a, a direct ripoff of Jaws. Roger Corman said, "I want to do a Jaws film, and that's what Piranha is." And Joe Dante, Piranha 3D, wasn't that Piranha 3 Double D? There was, was a Double D after that, I think. <laughs> the original was 3D, then it was Double D. You're well versed in your pri- 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 wow. Piranha. Well, I will say Did Russ Meyer direct that one? No, it was Josh actually Alexander and I Asia. Had the same agent. Alexander who? Alexander Asia, who oh. did the uh, Hills of Eyes remake. Eyes, yeah. Did and he high do tension, the, um, so it's really it's got lots of nudity, but also like Jerry O'Connell's penis gets torn off, like it's very bloody yeah. and fun and ridiculous. Did he? And he deserves he, it. Don't get me wrong. Did he direct the uh, Evil Dead, the, the Evil Dead remake as well? That, no, that was um, okay. that was a um, different a, a guy who's done a couple of other horror remakes too. I cannot remember his name, but yeah. uh, he's he's a different he's a different uh European language universe of, of American horror remakes yeah. that are also doing good things. Yeah. So. so anyway, Piranha, you guys should check it out. Or Piranha Double D or Triple D, whatever. Yeah, it's a good one too. <laughs> That's in three D as well. So yeah. all yes, right. So Sean, being the view capturer that you are, you picked a film. What's what what film did you pick 
for tonight's show. Well, first show. let me say why I picked it. Once again, I want to thank India for checking out our podcast and the whole country. You're thanking the whole country. The whole country. country. Oh, the South, the at least. Are going. Eventually, we're going to get them all. Okay. So, I, I, you know, one thing I tried to respond to a lot of the comments, and one comment was people kept saying, "If you liked R and R R R, you should see um, Bahubali. You know, the beginning Bahubali Part Two as well." So um, I wrote back to a couple people. On, on the page, I said, you know, Debbie and I were so excited when we saw R&R, and obviously went to the movies and saw PS1. So we were delighted to pick Bahubali, part one, the beginning. And I hope that, that some of our folks here watch part two as well, because that's the part two is even, is, is even better. It, it's the best. And do you want me to give it a little plot? A little yeah, explain the film, please. Are we going to show the trailer, or are we just... We just did. That? Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, I love that trailer. Not much talk in it. And uh, so, essentially, it opens with a a woman. You don't know who she is. She's got an arrow on her back. She comes out of this cave underneath a waterfall, and she's being pursued by soldiers. And she manages to kill the soldiers, and then she goes into the water and she pray, she's holding a baby and she holds the baby up above her head to try to save it from drowning. And she prays that, you know, she will, she could be punished for her sins, but she wants to, you know, one of the gods to save her baby. And so people at a nearby village see her and they grab the baby and she disappears down the water. Well, they see her arms sticking out of the water. We don't yeah. see her, right? They don't see her. And um, they raised a boy. I think they call him Shivadu or Shivadu. Shiva. 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 It's pronounced different on the um, thing. And he becomes a Indian action star. You know, he's you know a bulky guy, tremendous charisma. Um, Prab Prabhas is his name, I believe, the actor. And he becomes obsessed with this waterfall. You know, he doesn't know he came down from you know, from the, the kingdom on top of the mountain. But he becomes obsessed from the time he's a child of climbing up it. And it's kind of like a joke. But he's a very strong guy, a very charismatic guy. And eventually a wooden mask, like a face mask, comes down. And he puts it in the sand. And when he picks it up, he sees the woman's face that it fit. And then he become he knew it came down from the waterfall. So he becomes really obsessed about going up the waterfall and then there's this great sequence, which is the only kind of sequence you're only going to see in an Indian film, where he starts to climb and where he failed before. And suddenly there's like a, a, a spirit or a goddess, you know, part butterfly maybe, I don't know, that sort of guides him. And it's a musical sequence with him climbing to the top. And when he's in the top, he discovers a village where they're like revolutionaries. They want to crush a kingdom because they're holding the queen captive, like in the town square, you know, in a cage for like 25 years. She's waiting for her son to come back to avenge her. And um, the king is like, okay, so, so are you going to explain the whole film? Because that's going to well, take no, you two and a half hours. I'm you just can't explain this. Here. What? He's going to, um, 
The king is like snidely whiplash. The answer is yes, Ralph. A very strong guy. And that's essentially the setup for the character. evil. He's very evil. Yeah, yes, very snidely whiplash. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, very heavy-handed evil. Sort of like um, the bad guy in Titanic. You know, it's sort of like, uh, you know, it's like. That's the old guy with the skinny hand, the arm. No, no I'm talking about the king. Isn't no. he the king? No, no he's the king's oh. father. He's yeah. okay. father. That's the king's father. The king's the, yeah. the, the king's the guy who fought the bull, right? Yes, right. Yes. This and CGI giant bull, the giant it's statue. Classic. Yeah, it's another classic Indian introduction. You know, you want to see what this guy is? He fights a bull. You know, right at the beginning and beats right. it. And it's a CGI you know, so. bull. My my screening had the word CGI at the bottom. Yep. Every yes, time I saw that. something. Yeah. Those cows are safe. They have to do that. No, it's not just the cows. Any animal stunt, yeah. they have to put that at the bottom as part of uh, as part of the Indian film industry to show that real animals I didn't remember hurt. that in RRR. Yeah. Was that in that as no, well? There was a big thing at the beginning. I understand that. They had a disclaimer. But no I, don't, well, I don't remember uh, seeing, seeing the letters CGI in yeah. RRR. It wasn't. Yeah, I didn't it think was. so. No, no, but they did. There was a big warning at the beginning. I understand that. that not only they were not harmed, they were not even used. Right. Okay. So, um, so that's it. And um, and let me just say what I felt about this movie. Please. You know, I really loved this movie. Um, I thought the leading man was, you know, very charismatic. Uh, you know, I thought. Like when he meets the girl and he romances her, something that definitely would not play in the Western, in a Western movie. You know, he's sort of like, he like tattoos her arm while he, her hand while it's in the water at one point. Another point, he puts a snake on her so she won't move and she doesn't realize he does it, tattoos her shoulder. And then later when they meet, they have this like fight. And although in the village, he's never been a warrior, it doesn't look like he's, you know, he's not military. He's like best the woman at everything. And he, she'll do something and he'll do a reverse thing and take off some of her clothes, takes, you know, gets her hair. And it already established a longing in the woman for beauty. And he's like, make, and they have like this fight scene. It's a musical fight scene. Do you see what's, you, it, it, this is exactly what the film does. The film is a dream sequence. Like it jumps around from just what you're doing. What what do you mean he's tattooing her and he's fighting her with a sword and now they're romantically some romantic musical where she's Snow White and he's t- you know this I okay that I guess we know my feelings but okay. I was a little so, confused uh, I'm not gonna lie well here's here's my well, I will say the marriage. problem that's yeah marriage yeah that's marriage no <laughs> here's the problem with to me I I love this movie what I love about all of the Indian films I've seen in this recent survey of survey of Indian films is that they're very over the top emotionally, very melodramatic. Everything is larger than life, you know, and I really like that. I think American films are like too sophisticated at times. They take themselves too seriously. And, you know, I don't understand. I understand that the movie was based not on any specific epic tale but it's like pieces of epic you know tales from you know indian the past in india some of it was in the gita and all but you know it's epic heroes to me what this film is it reminds me of like those 
Hercules films from the early 60s. Steve Reeves. With Steve Reeves. Yes. So everybody, you know, the, the people in here are not just humans. I mean, he's making all these miraculous leaps, these fights and everything. And, you know, he's not a normal guy. He's he's like a demigod, at least. And so is the, the king, who is a family member of his, as we will one day discover. What? And, yeah, when you watch the... Oh, oh my God. Spoiler Fuck alert. But it, it's really good Don't to worry, watch. I'm not going to watch the second half. So, oh, man. Oh, the, second, the second half is... It solidifies the first half. And it explains first, what was yeah. going on in the first half. Yeah, you don't quite get it in the first movie. And but once you watch... That's an Dude, understatement. And yeah. the second film, the guy, now he's playing his father most of the time. The same actor. The same so actor's playing his father. But you have I, to stop. What we did was we watched it, and we had to go check on the internet. Yeah. Well, well, who has six but, hours to watch a film? I mean, you guys are doing all this. It, it, was, a, it, was, oh, a, it was a great, great discovery. I mean, like, and well, near the end, Debbie one. just says, I love this movie. Yeah. I love Indian movies. I love it. After we watched R&R and R and then this one, Bahu Bali. Parts one and two. Parts yeah. one and two. I think that might have been my problem was... I thought RRR was just fantastic. Like, I couldn't take my eyes off it. So I was expecting that same feeling when I saw this one. And all I was doing was looking at the bad CGI and uh, upset that I I didn't know. I was so caught up in the craziness of the movie. Well, I tried to do that again, but now I'm worried that I'm not understanding these historical figures. not getting it because you need to watch two to get one. And believe me. Have to be patient. I, we well, there you go. We had that to be may patient. be the problem. And the relationships between the people and you find out are not really on. clear. Yeah, but it is clear in the second part. And if this was an American film, it would never get made. Yeah, because well, although well, the last minute there's a tremendous cliffhanger, you know, which is kind of unexpected. But in part you know, one or part two, part, part one. one. Oh, okay, one. yeah, I yeah. saw that when, when so Bahubali dies. You know, it's so confusing. When the guy says how Bahu Bali died. You know, but if you look at it, the film goes on for like, you know, it's a long movie. But the last 50 minutes of it is a flashback to the stuff that it's an expository flashback, the last 50 minutes of the movie. And then the next movie goes into, tells the, the story that came before the story, you know, the story of the character's father who is played by the same actor and the rivalry between the kids, you know, and how his father, you know, the character of uh, Rob is, is, you know, is um, the heir to the kingdom. He's the rightful king of this land above the waterfall. And that becomes, you know, clear in the um, second film and he must retake it and bring justice to the land. But, um, I don't. I think you would like part two better. Okay. Well, let's really see what, let's see what other people think about part one. Chris, what do you? What What's your feeling of? Part uh, one yeah, of you know, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, RRR. I mean, I actually really enjoyed this film, especially when I got to the end, um, the the flashback part of it, where it kind of goes back and kind of because you do, you're kind of unmoored and un, you know, you're you're adrift for a large portion of this film. Um, 
it started taking off for me really once he gets to the top of the mountain, right? You know, once he makes that leap and there's, like you said, there's kind of that spirit, um, woman, you know, in, in female form, whatever. Um, and he gets to the top there. I thought that was, uh, and it really takes off from there because, you know, all of a sudden there's these other characters and there's a lot of like, you know, political machinations going on. And you have this woman who's apparently been in this cage for 25 years. Uh, so a lot of stuff starts happening. And then when you get to kind of the flashback part of portion of the film where it kind of is explaining all of this and it kind of has this gigantic, um, you know, epic, you know, it reminded me of some of the epic uh, battles in, in the movie Troy, you know, um, in, in that, especially that whole shield thing with all the spears. and everything. Anyway, um, but, you know, I really enjoyed that. And, it, it you know, a lot of the things in it I, I, I thought were, were really exciting. Um, but I agree that you, I felt a little uh, adrift. And once again, that probably has to the, has to do with the fact that, you know, uh, you know, I don't I wasn't sure if this was based on like a like a myth or a legend. You know, and it's just kind of a, you know, a retelling of that myth of that legend. And I mean, let's be realistic. We, we take the, the stories of King Arthur and we, you know, how many times have people said, Hey, it's a new twist on King Arthur. So I don't know if this was just another new twist on Bahubali for all I know, you know, but I, but I did enjoy it and I thought a lot of the action was terrific and the characters were, were pretty exciting. Um, I will say this though, when you see RRR first, and that's your first exposure, it is, it is, I, I felt like it wasn't quite as exciting. It wasn't quite as thrilling as, as that film. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I do get that, but I am, I haven't watched the second part yet, but I am all about it, especially with the cliffhanger at the end of the film. <laughs> You're kind of like, what? And then, uh, when he's like, you know, I'll tell you who killed him, you know, and he's like, anyway. Uh, but no, I, I enjoyed it. I think I thought it started out a little slow and maybe that's, you know, you know, I thought they spent a lot of time kind of at the bottom of the mountain, you know, and, um, there's some, some stuff that I'm sure is lost on me, especially like the scene where I did like that scene where he kind of takes the shrine and he puts it in the, uh, he puts it in the, in the, in the waterfall itself. I thought that was pretty cool because at first I was like, wow, is this guy just really like, um, you know, a her not a heretic. Is he just a person who just he who really only cares about himself or whatever, and is fighting against you know organized religion or whatever? And in actuality, no, he's he's just putting it up there so it can be washed, so his mother doesn't have to do this. So it's it was this kind of clever way of like walking a line. Um, you know, of course, you know, like um, everything that you know Sean said about it being you know melodramatic and everybody wearing their emotions on their sleeve uh would I, I like you know and i'm sure that's that's a particular style of indian film i mean i know there's uh plenty of other you know indian films are that are extremely subtle um you know that don't have a lot of that over the topness that are just you know honest dramas about people either living in the city or living in the country and just they're like there's apu movies Yes, exactly. Exactly. Those are the ones I was, I was thinking about. Some of those have shown up on, on Criterion. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it was, you know, it's an exciting film. It's, it's, it's full of interest. I'm, I'm going to check out the second one when I've, you know, got a couple of three hours to, you know, to myself, which is rare, but, um, I'm definitely looking forward to the second one. Uh, you know, definitely kind of a step down, but still exciting and, and energetic. Um, one of the things I like about it is uh, just the genre in general is, I feel like uh, I kind of feel like a little bit like when I discovered um, Hong Kong films, when I first saw The Killer, 
John Woo's The Killer, in the sense that it was such a it was such a different kind of film. And I had seen foreign films before that, but it, you know, up until that point, I always felt like we as Americans got a lot of the foreign films that were very um, artistic. You know, those were the ones that made it over here for the most part. Um, I hadn't seen Seven Samurai at that point, um, which is a you know fantastic action film. But like, so when I saw The Killer, it was like. It opened up this whole world to me in a different kind of action and, and you know, a different kind of film altogether. Um, and so that's a little bit of the vibe I'm getting with, you know, with these movies. It's like I'm just excited to see um, the second part, mostly because it's like it is so alien to me. Do you know what I mean? And I mean that just in, the, in a way that it's something I don't understand. And so I'm willing to, to, to be confused a little bit longer, mostly because uh, – so far, the payoff's been there. Even though this is only part one, I found the payoff in the last, say, 30 minutes of the film uh, to really be worth all of the kind of the, the the confusion that I felt in the first, you know, two hours of the movie. But I but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it looked great. I did think it was a little weird that they put the CGI there only during the bull sequence. And I'm not sure if that's has a specific religious... Well, cows are sacred. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So that I figured maybe that... They could do. They could make a CGI tiger and not have to put that up there because no one would really be uh, upset. I guess that's, inter- that's interesting. So. You know, or that they put that CGI on there just to kind of put you in the back of your head that hey, this is still this is still fake. You know, this is not in any way real or, or meant to be offensive. So, but no, I'm looking forward to the second one. So, uh, and like I said, I'm just kind of enjoying enjoying watching some of these films and and. Um, I just started another one uh, today, which is it's set in modern day. But uh, I'll talk about that maybe next week on what I watch. So, okay, great. Like to hear the title. You don't want to say the title. Uh, I'll I'll remember it later. I, I don't want to mispronounce it and, and butcher it too much. But it's, it's basically about two young women that go and become police cadets in modern day India. So it's kind of funny. Is it a porno? Definitely not. Like most, like most Indian films that I've noticed, they're extremely uh, chaste. You know? Okay, good. It seems to be the this one had some sexual overtones going on in there, though. Uh, it, it's pretty weird. innocent. I mean, sexual innocent, overtones. but still, he is yeah. undressing her. He's pulling her hair down. Yeah. He's sure. a lot of touching her going on. A lot of yep, yes. putting me lipstick. Yep. Anyway, yep. Uh, John and Drew, what do you guys? What do you got? One of you, Drew? Because they love you. Go ahead. <laughs> So how can you um, not? How can you not? If I if I had not if Sean had not picked this movie, I would have definitely wanted to watch it next because uh not only is it the same director, Rajamuli, SS Rajamuli of um RRR, these were the two movies that he did before RRR that are uh even bigger box office successes. And um I love them. I watched both Baobali, uh, the beginning and Baobali, the conclusion, not in the same night because it is like five and a half, six hour commitment. Uh, I found that I had the same experience with both Baobalis where the, the, there was never any part of it where I wasn't liking it, but the first 40 minutes or so, I was like, I just, I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm feeling this and I'm not sure why I'm not feeling it. Is it just that the tone is, is different than, the kind of movies that I am used to that, cause I, I, I know it's based on the Mahabharata and the story of Lord Krishna. I know it's based on comic books that, uh, people like, uh, the director grew up reading that were all based on those things. But for me, I, I mentioned this to Sean. We were uh, chatting about this just a little bit earlier. Um, <coughs> for me, it's almost like watching it like a Lord of the Rings or 
yeah. Game of Thrones or something where I have to I have to let them build the world for me because I don't have references that I would have as if it was based on like uh you know King Arthur was mentioned before or like like Game of Thrones is obviously based on uh War of the Roses and other parts of of British royal history and European royal history. And so I know that there are references and things that I missed and of course there are cultural things that I missed. And also keep in mind it's not like India is a monolith. This is uh, like RRR a a a, a Tollywood movie. Um it was shot simultaneously in Telugu and Tamil. And I watched the version in Tamil that was on Netflix because that's the closest to the original since it was actually shot in that. They also have Hindi and I think it's Malayam and I think even an English dub, but I wanted to watch the, the closest possible. I don't know why the Telugu versions are not available of RRR or these movies on Netflix, <clears throat> but I wanted to get as close as I could and I'm glad that I did that. But I think what, what got me both times was that I was watching the movie. I was enjoying it. There was some stuff I wasn't super thrilled with, like the uh, the whole scene we've been talking about where he flirts by basically holding her hostage with sleep and reptiles and drawing on her and then taking her clothes off like um, that was in um, what was the, the, the Zorro movie. Antonio Banderas did that to uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. So the scene is both sexy and uncomfortable, which is just not really my scene. But... <laughs> what you end up having is you end up getting to know who these characters are. And like Sean said, I think it was John that they had already established that she was, you know, maybe interested in being more than a warrior and also reconciling that with a woman. And he helped her explore that in a way that made me uncomfortable, but I get what they were doing. But what ended up happening is I ended up just falling in love with the characters and then they took me through it. And, uh, that, uh, that, um, whole what is it 40 50 minutes right towards the end is a flashback and that i found so absorbing i had forgotten that it was a flashback yeah it's one of my favorite edits in all the movies when katapa who is the the slave that's like his uncle basically uh he is yelling bao bali on the battlefield in the flashback uh, with his gray beard and then it cuts to him yelling bao bali at bao bali we just discovered at bao bali's uh um son whose name uh, is now 25 years later it it cuts and i totally i I remember thinking oh my god i totally forgot that that was a flashback like it just it just took it all the way through and it was just it was it was just this it was this kind of it was non-stop but it kept peeling out more and more story and i i would say if you like the first one you absolutely have to watch the second one i don't know that one is better than the other because i got to watch them both in a couple of days so it was this one wonderful experience and there's some stuff um, musically, uh, there's a sequence when, uh, Devasina, who, um, Baubali ends up marrying in the second one, he takes her home in his ship that both sails and flies in the clouds. Yeah. And that whole sequence and the songs and the, the clouds made of horses and the flapping sails. And I mean, it's just, it's just transporting beautiful, amazing stuff. And the but whole you're talking about just two magic. now, right? You're that's in, in the second one. Yeah, but the whole movie, the whole movie, I mean, wrong. you only break it up because, I mean, it, a three-hour movie is a big ask. A six-hour yeah. movie is an even bigger ask. Yeah. And also, you can make a lot more money if you make a movie that's a hit. Like Bao Bali, the beginning was a huge hit. And I guess the um, the, the cliffhanger that we were talking about at the end, when uh, Katapa says that you know it wasn't a sword that killed Bao Bali, it was the sharpest thing. It was betrayal. I killed him. I'm sure that audiences lost their minds. I and then did. apparently there I was a did. meme for the next year mind. or whatever until the movie yeah. came out that says why Katapa killed Bao Bali. 
That yeah. was the question. I fortunately only had to wait a couple of days to find out why. And, yeah, and why that happened was really moving and really incredibly well done. And I just, and I love the whole Katapa. thing. Yeah. Katapa. Yeah. Katapa. Yeah. It was just, it's just great. I, I kept thinking this is just so entertaining and so satisfying. I also understand that they made, um, uh, three seasons of, uh, an animated, um, prequel series on netflix that's not available on netflix here that's about the the baobali and bala when they were young men there are three prequel novels about the queen mother's ascension to power that they apparently making they're making a tv series of those novels which they shot a 20 million dollar season of television and then netflix was like i don't like it so they threw it out and they guess they're redoing it. I'm not really sure, but it's such a huge property that I guess they can even just throw money at it and say it's not good enough. We'll throw more money at it because I mean, you know, that you can see why this movie is the, the cherry on the top of a career that's already been going on for a long time. And then he went after that and he made RRR and now he's getting the even more international recognition. So it's, was it's this sort on of Netflix? Fun. Cause I watched it on Apple. Uh, I had to buy it. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, no, yeah, Bali yeah. uh, one and two are both on Netflix. Oh, it's not only on Netflix. There's a couple different versions. Yeah, well, Apple different. had four different versions. Yeah, there's three or four different ones. Yeah. yeah. Different so, John, languages. you did watch it then, obviously. Yeah, I, I did watch it. Yeah. And? What, I mean, why'd you ask me that? I don't know. Listen, for, we got a, that was a we got 100 subscribers after RRR. Of course, I'm going to watch the movie. Yeah. But uh, I got to tell you, if I didn't see RRR, I think I would have liked this movie a whole lot better. I liked it. But it was funny for me because RRR, which is three hours and 20 minutes, something like that, seemed to move quicker than this movie did for me. Um, but a couple of things. One, uh, these actors, their hair is just magnificent. I don't know what it is about Indian actors, but magical. And, and I have to tell you, the woman, I want to make sure I get her, her name right, Tamana Avanthika? Thika? The girlfriend Avantika, 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 yeah. Like when I first saw her, I go, yeah, she's kind of cute. And then after she was, when they did the musical number, after she was all gussied up, I mean, she was absolutely gorgeous. I, I couldn't get over it. it. Was the same woman, just absolutely beautiful. But I, I like this movie. It was uh, a little slow going. The guy, the lead, was fantastic, just like RRR. I think the opening of RRR when they introduced the two characters. I enjoyed that much more than, than yeah. his introduction. I thought it was uh, had more impact for me anyway. And and um, I love movies, and I say this every time, but we keep watching movies that it happens. Anytime I can be transported to something I haven't seen before, I really like it. And and that waterfall, I know they CGI enhanced it, but there was still a waterfall that they actually went to to film it. And the sets, I mean, a lot of those sets were practical sets, and they were huge. And you could tell the scenes with CGI uh, extras, but you could also see the real extras. I, again, I don't know how they get all these people to do this, but there's so many of them. And I thought the last 45 minutes, that battle, uh, yeah, it was a little CGI-y, but uh, I got to tell you, it, I loved it. And and you know what's funny as I'm watching it, and I knew there was CGI there, I, I flashed back to uh, uh, Seven Samurai. With the way they yeah. did all that stuff practically, and and they did uh, CGI enhance, so it made me think of that too. The the one scene you guys are all talking about the flashback. I got to tell you, when that flashback happened, I, I wasn't, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I kept going. I thought, 
I thought they got him as a baby. How can he yeah. be an adult right now? And then at the very end, okay, that's his father. I didn't get that. So I got really confused at that point. I wasn't sure what was going on. I go, did I miss something? Um, but overall, I, I, I liked it. Um, the, the one, you know, some of the musical numbers were okay. And that's a cultural thing. I understand that. The one where he buys all the drinks and throws the pebbles at the, uh, containers, that's that great. dance number, I really like because it was fun. It was sexy, like Ralph was yep. talking about. Um, I don't think it compares to the one in RRR where, where Nothing I know does. they didn't speed up that dancing. I mean, I'm just telling you right now, I don't care what anyone else says. They didn't speed it up. Those, those, I watched on YouTube, man, those guys dancing. And that's the other thing I want to say about Indian actors. I don't know if the lead did all his own singing because a couple of the songs, his voice was so drastically different in the songs. So if anyone out there knows if he actually did his own singing, but the one, these guys get jacked. Okay. I mean, these guys were uh, huge. All the male actors, um, they can dance. All of them can dance. You can tell by the way they move. And I guess they can sing. I assume it's their voices. So that's something else that um, I find really fascinating about uh, these Indian movies is how multi-talented these guys are. Because when I, uh, you know, people were talking about this, all kinds of stuff on YouTube, RRR. And one of the things I really enjoyed was all the interviews with the actors who all speak English. So they were all speaking English, talking about the movie. And it was just like in the movie, a bunch of, uh, it was the director and the two actors from RRR. And it was like a bunch of bros getting together and goofing. And they were goofing on each other. And it was really fun. And they kept talking about the moves that they made. And they were fighting about who did the dancing and who didn't. So um, I, I would, I do want to see the second part of this because it was just like uh, Empire Strikes Back. You know, I'm your father. You know, uh, that's what it reminded me of because that, Came out of left field. I was not expecting that. And it, I was going to see it anyway, but now I really want to see it. Uh, but I, I have to say, I, I enjoyed RRR more. Um, I did enjoy this, and I'm looking forward to the sequel. And I, and I am uh, going to take a look at some of the other ones that people mentioned in the comments, just because, uh, to, you know, like everyone else is saying, I've never seen movies like this before. So uh, it's nice to be exposed to that and see other stuff from around the world, especially if it's if it's good, you know, if it's bad, I wouldn't want to watch it. But so far, I've been entertained by this stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to watching the sequel and, and um, more of these type of movies. So. Um, so anyway, that's my thought on that movie. Well, I All think right. Chris well, is right. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, when we I, I have the same experience as Chris in the sense that when we the foreign films that would make it here, were not the entertainments. They were the, the art films, the series. And like when your experience with Hong Kong. And that's what I'm like. I just love the gonzo nature of this movie. It's sort of like, these are the people's movies. These are the films that people flock. Not that they don't go and see the art house films or the sophisticated dramas. Mm -hmm. But this is, these are the crowd-pleasing films of India. Yeah. And I can see why. And sorry, Ralph, I was interrupting. No, that's you okay. Did. I mean, well, I guess I'm say, be... is that lead actor? Is that lead actor a big name in India? Because I, I don't know that. Yes. Is he a big star? Because you yes. can see, you know, like everyone keeps talking about charisma. These these guys just exude that uh, in the roles, and it's a it's amazing. You know, we have American actors like that, but but it just radiates from them and everything that they're doing. It's just incredible. Anyway, go ahead, Ralph. Well, I think I was spoiled by RRR because I. Absolutely love that film. And again, like I said in my last week, it took me a while to get there. I had to, I had yeah. to get through the first 
half of that and make myself watch the second half, and that's when I fell in love with it. I don't think that's going to happen with this one because I was out on this one way too early. And I think you guys have hit the nail on the head for me, which is Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Furry Feet. All the movies you guys are talking about are, are, are movies and TV shows that I won't, I don't watch. I don't like that whole having to know every detail that happened four generations ago. And I know well, as I'm watching, there's a scene you're talking about the slave, the uncle slave, where he has a battle with that guy that, you know, the sword with seller. the sword, the sword seller. Yeah. And he ends up, you know, ripping the sword apart. I don't know, but I guarantee that guy's going to come back in the second half or he's already come back and, you know, it's all these details that I, A, I feel bad that I don't know, myth, like Chris was saying, I don't know the mythology. So I'm feeling like, should I know what's going on here? I know I don't because I don't know the culture. And then no. now I start looking at nitpicking and I'm looking at that scene with the sled where the mountain, you know, the, the avalanche and he rips the tree and they go down the sled. And you can just see that the director, so you said these came out before RRR and the director. 2015, just, this okay. came out. Whatever he did between then and when he did RRR is just amazing because to me, I'm looking at terrible C. So, so that's my problem. I'm starting to focus on the, the bad CG and the, I'm losing my way with the story. And I just well, he also got a up. much bigger budget. He got a much bigger budget okay, for RRR. So, and, and it looks it. It looks it. Yeah. Yeah. And, just and about what? the film, the first What's that? one, the first film, you know, this first part of this one. Yeah. The first part. Right. It's all exposition for number two. Okay. Just so, this, so the CGI gets better in number two? Like, I'm not going to be staring <laughs> well, no, at no, I didn't even screens. notice it. Sorry. I accepted How could you not notice that? I mean, now, look, <laughs> well, look, look. Before we start another international <laughs> incident, okay, there's a lot of crappy Marvel movies that we all watch all the time. And you can see CGI everywhere. Okay. Oh, She-Hulk. Yeah, we got all these. Right now. I'm that. talking about movies, yeah. big time movies. Oh, so, oh, sorry. So, like you're saying about you know them, everybody yeah, liking to watch these right. films. I want to watch <coughs> the serious versions that this guy did about the British Empire and all the colonialism and all that. I want to see a more a serious, grounded film. A more grounded film. Before I, I, I'm not. Listen, RRR. If if there's more films like that, I'm all in. This one. And the, the music, it seemed like a fairy tale, and I'm not into – the dancing in that RRR, the energy those two guys had just kept me through the whole film. I didn't feel that with these two lead actors at all. It felt phony to me. And that's just – and once once that happened, I was gone. And then I see CGI down there in the bowl, and I'm like, what what am I looking at? Why am I – why do I need that? Are they trying to – I don't know. So to me, I don't think I'm let, – let me just finish. I don't think I'm going to make it to the second half. Did and you drop I'll, lid in this one? A little, a little. You did. You a dropped little. lid. I knew it. I knew you I did. did. I could tell by the way you were talking about it. I did. He because dropped. I don't know. Did that sword guy come back down the road? No. No, he comes back in the second half, I bet. No. No? Huh. Surprising. No. Look, it's, it's, it's interesting that you're talking about, like, you don't know what you're supposed to know. Um, so maybe yeah. you're missing something. And I know yeah. just, you know, being uh, an American watching this movie, not growing up in, in anywhere near that culture or being steeped in those films yet. So I think I'm going to be watching a lot more of these. Um, that part didn't bother me. I mean, I felt left out and I wanted to learn more. But to me, again, it was like when I watched Game of Thrones, everybody that I respected their taste said, you got to watch this show. 
I never read the books. The books have been around since 1996. When you get to the, I guess the, the second to last episode of the first season of Game of Thrones, the guy that you think is the main character, something shocking happens. I had no idea. I didn't feel lost when I was watching it because I was paying attention, but you have to pay attention. I don't know if I had known the more of the Mahabharata, I would have said, oh, Bahubali is really this, that, well, the other thing. What I liked about it is that the way that they told the story, you don't realize what you're seeing at first, but, you know, by the end of the, by the end of the, the first movie and then into the second, you've got, uh, Amarendra Bahubali, who is, turns out to be the father of Mahendra Bahubali, who is played by the same guy, by Pravas. And he's totally different. I mean, he looks the same, but he doesn't look the same. They, his body is built differently. They put him on two different workout regimens. He has this like, like genuinely like regal, smoky charisma as the, the father who would be king. And then he's much more raw, but he's clearly his father's son in the, the, um, okay, I don't know. The, Listen, the character Drew, that we first I, meet. I, and I, I, I thought I just, I took what the movie gave me oh. and it made me really enjoy it. You're asking me what I, I felt. Said, I'm not no, no, giving I'm not, up. I'm not Listen, asking, I'm saying, I'm saying I'm it made me want to. It made me want to learn more about it. If it didn't trip that interest in you, that's totally fair. Because yeah, if, I mean, it, it throws a lot at you. And if you felt like I'm left out and I don't really care and I'm distracted by the effects, that's not an illegitimate reaction. I'm no, and I'm not. I'm just and I'm not giving up on Indian films. I'm totally in. I'm all in. I just you I have don't to because that's what the show is now. <laughs> it's turned out. You want that more way. RRR? And, hey, and, I want to read something. I want to read something out of. Uh, I'm not done, but go ahead database about cgi every time there's violence against animals in the movie an indication cgi appears in the lower left corner of the screen this is to indicate that all the violence against animals was simulated through computer graphics and an actual animals were not hurt this right. is one of those rules the indian censor board insists like the anti-smoking warning so I, it might be like a transparent thing that you probably wouldn't notice if you're looking at the action on the screen but maybe that's changed uh, since 2015, and RRR didn't do that. Well, see, but, I wonder. Uh, I wonder if that was if that was uh, that that rule from the censorship board. Is that's that's right. That's what it is. I wonder if that was satisfied by what seemed to us to be surprisingly specific, detailed disclaimers that none of the oxen, leopard, jaguars, yeah. cattle, yeah. bulls, wolves, like it literally Squirrel, listed any right of the horses, the bird, any yeah. of these animals. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that was like, look, like, just so you know, any animal that you see, and here's all the animals that you're going to see, they're CGI. Which, and, I mean, when you see the movie, you're not sitting there going, oh, I totally believe that. I mean, there are real elephants in uh, yeah. Bali, and then there are CGI elephants, and you're not going to have trouble telling right. them apart. And horses. And horses as well, right. yeah. I mean, a lot and, of horses. And people. Yeah, and but, people. All right. Go ahead, Ralph. I'm sorry. I just wanted. The other thing I want to say here is your chair is definitely squeaking. When you go left to right, you go east to west, your chair is squeaking. So, so when the Something kids were bad. screaming, you didn't say a word, but my squeaking of the chair, you're going to talk about now. Back and forth. Right? Is that what this is about? Kids, okay, I love great. the sound right, of children sorry. screaming. It makes me happy. So, anyway, back to. Uh, I love it. You just always got to go Son to 11, a, to quote our guy, to 11. So I'm not I'm not giving up on Indian films. I think I'm going to give up on this one though. I just I couldn't get past I couldn't get past some of the things. No, I'm just not going to invest another two and a half three hours. I tell you what, Ralph. If you see number two, we will we will give you a dollar twenty five. Who does number two work for? Who does number two work for? We will. If you were dropping lid, Ralph, uh, then you shouldn't. No, watch I mean it. part of that is it's it's I'm watching it late at night, right? I mean yeah. that's part of it. I get yeah. it. I, I, oh, here's boy. what I, Debbie. Here's the promise I'll make. 
I'll, I'll watch the last 40 minutes of this one, which everybody seems to think is the pivotal scene to get me to number, to the second sh- film. I'll watch that. If I feel like it's going to take it me, you. then I'll watch the second half. But, yeah. but, I got you. but again, I am not, I am pro Indian films. I can't wait. I told you, I got my friend at work who wrote one and I want to talk to him about his. So did you watch the whole film? This one? Yeah. Yeah, most of it. <laughs> okay, there you go. You know, I I probably drifted in and out. Oh, they're but, gonna love you. They but I drifted for a, I drifted for a reason because okay. to Damn me Westerner. this film this film was like a uh, a dream, like it's it was going in and out of places and things were happening. Well, the animated birds around the the birds the and then beginning. they do that fight after they have their beautiful love romantic scene and then she puts her worse gear back on and they come out to that gorgeous scene of the icicles in the trees and all that and all of a sudden they're killing ripping throats out and stuff it just it just bounces like mcgruber i understand i understand why we like this over the top stuff that's going on i loved it in rrr loved it those two i'm telling you that one that's why that's why I'm a bit spoiled. I feel like I saw the I saw the It set the bar pretty high. It set the bar very high. Yeah, let me let me say something about that because that that dance scene in uh in RRR is, is one of my favorite things I've ever seen in Hunt, any movie. Uh, I agree ever. with you. I, I, I mean, you. it is what that, what that, and that, that is coming as someone who, if you ask me, do Indian movies have more singing and dancing scenes that, but aren't musicals than movies that I grew up with? I would have said yes. I don't know what that means, but I would have said yes. That scene in that movie, it does so much work as far as character work, storytelling, setting the relationship between the colonized and the colonizer, setting the tone of the movie, blowing up your expectations for the movie. I mean, I think if I spent 40 years watching movies in India, I still haven't seen anything that was just quite as beautiful as that. So it's like, I, I it's hard not to penalize him for saying the movie that you did four or five years before, it's not as good when it comes to that, when that is like... I mean, that's that's one of my favorite movies of any movie I'll ever see. Yeah, it's, that's that and scene I'm is. I'm so an- thrilled that I got to see that that movie. And if I if I pick, uh, and I listen to, I'm listening to these soundtracks and listening to these songs and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, I I am learning all the lyrics to Nacho Nacho in Hindi. And once I've got those, I'm going to get them in Natu Natu in Telugu, and I'm just going to keep going. And my wife will eventually just tune it out or kick me out of our house. Are you going to karaoke it, that somewhere? What are you doing? No, this I don't want to sing it. See, this is what car. I mean. I just love You're- it. Your your detail is incredible. The fact that you can talk about the Hindu and all the stuff you're talking about is amazing, and 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 it it makes me a little jealous that I can't that I can't handle these films like that. Like I can't quite zone in on what it is. Um, but that the dance scene you're talking about in that first one RRR is a masterclass. Oh my God! Yeah. Albeit a little sped up, I think, but a master class in like Moses form and function and story. In the rain. I don't know yeah, if it was sped up. Totally. I, I, it probably wasn't. So I'm wrong oh, about that. Oh, we, Ralph, just get but, off the sped up stuff. Would but you the please? fact is, uh, it is a master look, class. If, but then, you know, you look if you at like, watch, if you watch the sequence in the second film with uh, that I mentioned about on the boat, it's not, it's not the same type of thing, but it is using dance and song and spectacle to advance the story. And I was like, okay, that's, that's what I was waiting for. But I got to get to that second story. That's but the, the problem. The dance scene that John mentioned with the the three uh, women and the ropes and stuff, 
fantastic, yeah. sexy, funny, yeah. sweet, very entertaining. The staging yeah. I mean, in just, these films, they even the staging they did where they're explaining the war when they're going to go to war. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they use the the maps and the they were moving the pieces around. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 stuff that goes into making these is 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 amazing, and it, what keeps me interested. Now oh, I may like I said I'll, I'll watch the last forty minutes. I'll see how I react, and I may go on to the next one. But I still want to see some more serious versions of Indian films, and so and some more grounded stuff. Just to get a sense of what the other stuff looks like too. So I'm hoping we get some suggestions. We got a bunch of them last, oh, yeah, last show we choices. did. So I kind of want to get more of those and, you know, get a little education and see, see what I'm missing. So, and just because I didn't like this one doesn't mean I'm not going to like the next over the top right. one that comes out. So, you know, well, the next over the top one you watch might be Bao Bali, the conclusion. So maybe you'll like, I will, back. we'll see how the last 40 minutes go with my eyes yeah, open and exactly. Wait. So. All right, so I guess you guys are all yippee ki on this film. I'm meh until I, you know, I'll watch. Like I said, I'll watch. I think we're, we happens. served our new fans well. That's what I think. Yeah. Thank you for we're recommending not, we're not it. Like we're sucking fans. up to them or anything. Oh, we are now. Cut the crap. I mean, sure. we are. Come on, we're pandering. We Let's call that pandering, but who cares if you no, like? If you it. were pandering, if you were pandering, you would watch the whole movie and stay awake. And not everyone is pandering. <laughs> oh wow! And I think that's I listen. Think that's I gotta be listen. To have an that CGI reaction. sled. It's like watching Duel or a Steven was, Spielberg uh, early Jones. film. Indiana Jones. No, no. It's I'm like saying, watching a Pierce Brosnan Bond film. From no, no, the no. Forget that. Forget the cheesiness of the sled. I'm talking about the director. It's like you see his early film versus you know his better. Or I. I feel better, RRR. It may not be his better film. John and I um, asked ourselves this. We said, what film did we like better? Um, Bali who? Bali. 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 RRR. And we said, in some parts, we couldn't decide, you know, because they're both so great. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to love one and hate the it's other funny. one. The, the it's funny. The CGI and... The CGI in RRR, I did not have this visceral kind of feeling about. I I enjoyed, but everyone's saying you hated it. You didn't hate it. I didn't hate this. I didn't know, but that's what's being said, and I don't think that's fair. He's not saying he hated it. No. Well, here's the thing: what's fair? I think that when I signed up to come to the um, podcast, we we had just one requirement: is that was to do our assignment and watch the whole movie. (laughs) Um. We also some Guess of us what? did extra credit. Uh, you're now movies. you're now off you're now off the podcast. So wow, that, that just happened. That won't stick. That so Debbie, that wasn't a bit. Debbie, that wasn't a bit. That was just mean. Wow. That was that was aggressive, aggressive, not wow. passive aggressive. That was. Aren't we supposed to watch the the movie? I did. I, mean, I did attempt to. At least watched it in the car on the way over. I uh, this would be a tough one to watch in the car. I don't uh, believe Hassan I, always watched the movie. So I watched I don't think almost that's all of it, Debbie. I can say I watched almost <laughs> watched, all of it. I watched almost. But 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 again, I was out. I listen. Honestly, I was out within 40 minutes of the film. What time? What I'm curious. What time did you actually start watching it? What time? Oh, time. Like what time? Yeah. Uh, what time at night? 8.30. Oh, that's not too, I mean, that's not too late. But that was after a long day of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. Um, I mean, but no, was seriously, in all was honesty, where I got lost a little bit. About like, 40 minutes in, out. I was like, uh, I just, no, I can't, yeah. I can't well, do it. It was just, a, it, the uh, opening of it, it was even so different than RRR, where, where uh, RRR was like shot out of a cannon, that right. opening. 
and this wasn't. This this was a slow build. I totally get that. But and I'm you're telling you, years later, it's better story. But you're also talking about the CGI water looked good. I didn't. I didn't find. I like that look good. It was I enhanced. It wasn't. I I understand. I mean, I, so, listen. The the creativity on these films. The, the the locations they shoot at the castle location the yeah. even the the walking along the water there's some location stuff that's just yeah. brilliant and I and really the way they appreciate frame the shots that. too the I way just, the director like, frames again, the I'm shots not, I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy yeah. I'm not a you know Fuzz, you don't like furry not feet. Middle Earth like fantasy yeah. stuff yeah. doesn't really get me um, and My if you look at RR and RRR was a My more um, just a complete film right there was no it was like it was you know bottled up. Self-contained. Yeah, self-contained. Where this one, you really got to kind of stretch your imagination. Exposition in this movie, the first one. Okay, well, let me. Well, this was set up. This was set up to be two films originally, right? Yeah. This was, yeah, yeah. So, and they filmed them at the same time, right? Uh, pretty much. I think they shot about. They shot the first one, and then they shot about forty percent of the second one. And then Roger Moly has said in interviews, he's like, "I, I knew what we wanted to do, but I, I wanted to see what the audience reaction was. We had time." It's not reshoots. We had time to finish shooting the movie yeah. after the first half came out, which is probably an interesting way to work anyway. Now, but I'll, give you an, I'll give you an example of what, what really makes these movies work for me because there's a character in the second movie. In the second movie, you see how um, Amaranja Bali goes and meets uh, Devasina, who is uh, you discover eventually is the woman that's chained in the square for 25 years. And Spoiler there's a alert. There's a character in um in that in that part of the story that you first meet him. He's a very broad, slapsticky character. He's not he's not a bad guy or anything. He's just really sort of annoying, and it feels very broad and very silly. And the the journey that's Kumara Varma for those of you who have seen the second one, the journey that that character takes in the story, and then by the end of his storyline is is so moving. It's like I watched this character, and I was like, I don't like this. This is not my tone. This is not my I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you, and we're going to see where it's going to go. And every time I chose to trust the storytelling, it paid off for me, and both movies. And I'm, I'm, I want to. I'll watch them again. I mean, it's just great. It's I can understand style. that, given what I saw in his the first one I saw, which was the RRR. The director definitely. We <laughs> talk about assured directors. This guy's oh an God, assured yeah. director. So, and I, and and for that reason is why I would give it a second shot because, like I said, I almost gave up on RRR. And it was, th- it was thrilled that I didn't. So maybe I'll have the same reaction on this one. Maybe. Okay, now, Ralph. But that was only an hour and a half, not three hours I had to make that decision. In America, they have a standard way to make a screenplay. There's three acts, three, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And now in India, looks like they did it separate. They, they did it a different way. I think so- they take the script. They do this. They have the script. And they throw it in the air, and then they shoot them in whatever order that script landed. That's, that's how that movie felt to me. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm Ralph, going from. Please, there are Ralph, all fans out there. I Ralph, still want I you know. to subscribe, like it, I don't hit know. the notification I don't know if you know button. This, Ralph, but they actually shoot movies out of order anyway. I know they do, Drew. Drew, I'm a professional. I understand. Usually, that shouldn't be too Notwithstanding, maybe I don't come off that way, but I understand how movies are shot. All right, listen, I think uh, think it's getting a little personal now. I think we need to move on. It's like, this is worse than what you guys did to me during The Counselor. This is bad. Let's go around, and uh, Chris, what do you think? Yippee-ki-yay, yippee-ki-nay, yippee-ki everything. Uh, Yippee-ki-yay. I'm looking forward to taking some time and sitting down and watching the second one. And will you change your background to perhaps an Indian background? No, no. Uh, yeah, he'll pander. do that when that you oil. He'll do that when you oil your chair. Okay, oil, just Ooh, wow. 
Look, your brother's been sticking up for you this whole time, and you're yeah. you're picking on him. Uh, I want that chair oiled. It's ruining the podcast. Uh, Drew, probably yippee-ki-yay, right? Bobaly! Yeah, there you go. John? Fantastic. Yippee-ki-yay. John and Debbie? Bahubali! Bahubali! I'm going, I'm going yippee-ki-yay, and then I'll I'll watch the last 40 minutes and see how I feel. I'll let you know Ralph, in the next show. when you wiggled your thumb, was that sped up at all? No, that's, that's that is that's what was the frame rate? speed. What was the frame rate on that? <laughs> That's it. All right, everybody. Ouch. Now, let's see gonna... who gets to bring the next film. Mm. The next Indian film will this be brought be... by. <laughs> this is going to be unbelievable. Everybody up there except Sean, right? Uh, Correct. Yep. 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 Good. Ralph wins. I hope the so. image picker. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Please. Please. Why, okay. why is that oh, no? Wow. Because <laughs> she took a <laughs> shot at you? Because she took a... She took a evil shot at you. I just feel part two coming on here. Well, Debbie, you got the next film. Yeah, but I, Ralph, I'm sorry if I offended you in any way. No, Debbie, I can take it. Trust me. Don't worry about it. No. The last thing you need to worry about is offending me. So no woman has ever offended him. I don't have any last, uh, worries. (laughs) You don't know what movie you're going to pick, do you, Deb? You want to think about it? No idea. Okay. All right. Let us know. Yeah. Does it rhyme with Lindian? <laughs> okay, that's it. I'm done. All right, everybody, have a good week. Debbie picks the film for next time. Ralph, the guy you love to hate. <laughs> everybody, have a good week. Yeah, you too. Oh, daughter.